I'm not where I want to be yet in my in my life and that doesn't mean oh I'm not happy with what I've achieved because I feel like you know I've done a lot and I'm I'm really happy I just think as a person there's still things that I want to learn and I want to develop from and I want to grow because when you're not learning anymore life is boring (laughs) so that's yeah that's I guess just the way that the way that I am Hello, you are tuning in to the Capsule in Conversation podcast, dedicated to women and their well-being. Today, I'm joined by presenter and entrepreneur, Laura Hamilton, to talk seizing opportunity, building mental resilience, and flying high to a place in the sun. So sit back, relax, and get ready to join us in our conversation. Hello all, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you've all had a great week. Now I can't wait to chat to my lovely guest today as she is a wearer of many, many hats. As a TV presenter, she's one of the most familiar faces of Channel 4's hit show, A Place in the Sun. And since 2022, has become a regular fixture on ITV's This Morning, reporting on travel and lifestyle. She's laced up her skates for Dancing on Ice and slipped into skis for the notoriously perilous The Jump. Away from our TV screens, she's a hugely successful entrepreneur developing over 19 properties and in 2017 opened the doors to coffee shop and bistro Lord Roberts on the Green, a venture that saw her become a qualified postmistress and a landlady alongside, wait for it, training to be a pilot all while spinning the many plates of motherhood. I don't know how she does it, but I can't wait to ask her. It's the lovely Laura Hamilton. Hi, Laura. Oh, hello. How you doing, Natalie? Oh, it's so nice to talk to you because I always see you like on, on social media and, you know, here, there, everywhere and always liking your posts and how beautiful you look. So, so good to talk to you. Oh, thank you. And, and the same as well. It is one of those funny things, isn't it, where you feel like you really know each other and you're like, actually... We don't know each other that well, but we do, if you see what I mean. (laughs) It's lovely to see you as well. And I have to say, you are one of those people that always brightens up my day. If I'm turning over on Channel 4 and I see you, I'm like, oh, there's Laura looking so beautiful in the sun, just making me feel better. I mean, as I said then, you, you have a lot on. Like, how do you do it all? Yeah, I do. But you know what? Like, it's amazing to hear you say that about Face and Sun because I think, you know, that is what what it is. It's such a feel-good show. Just want to, like, put a smile on everyone's faces, a bit of blue sky, you know, sunshine. And um, I, I just love, I love being part of that. You know, I've always been a real kind of positive person, glass half full, even when times are tough. I just think, right, come on, let's try and see that the best in things and, and make something good of a bad situation. And and so so yeah, it's really it's really nice to to hear you say that. Well this is and what I, I don't was... know how I do it. Having an amazing <laughs> supportive network of of friends and family, I think. And that's so important, isn't it? You know, especially kind of like when you work in the industry that we work in, but also if you're a freelancer or, you know, in in many different industries as as women, you do need that kind of village to help you to, to, you know, with children and childcare. And you know what? I I really, I don't know if, if, if you can relate to this, but I really feel like as a woman, the older we get, it feels like we find our we, we find our network our team like women become more supportive of you I think as a woman the older you get when I was younger 
it really did feel kind of a bit more like competitive. Oh, and I, and I want to do what she's doing. Whereas now it's like I I love nothing more. Um, I was talking to one of one of the girls from Replacing the Sun actually last last Friday, just saying how I'm. I'm loving what she's doing. I mean, she's not on, on the show anymore. She decided to leave. It's Danny Menzies. And she was always passionate about cars and animals. And I said to her, Danny, follow your dream, follow your passion. And I've loved, I'm loving watching her do exactly that. You know, she's gone to Vegas. She's presenting car shows. And I just, I'm like, I'm loving it. You're smashing it, you're smashing it. And she said the same to me because we we met up like a, a year ago. And I sort of said, oh, you know, I'd love to do this. and I'd love to do that. And I'm making those things happen and she's making the things happen that she wants to. And it's, we don't see each other all the time, but we just support each other through social media. And I think that's so important. Like, I love it, you know, seeing women support women rather than try and bring people down. Completely. You know, it's so important that we do have that support network and that you do have those cheerleaders, you know, the people that would talk about you when in, in a positive light when you're not in a room and yeah. that would go, oh my God, she would be brilliant for this. Or, you know, that person would be fantastic. Or have you checked out this person? You know, it and there's was, space for everyone. Yeah. You know, we're all different in our own ways and there's space for everyone. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we just mentioning then about you seizing opportunity. You, you were going to go off and do a degree in, 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 uni, in, law, in law and psychology and instead decided to go oh I'm not going to do that now I went into children's television and became a runner for Dermot O'Leary yeah. now explain this to me so I what what actually like happened for me when I was probably well I always loved singing and dancing I always was always in the school play and um, I remember my mum and dad once taking me the very first show I saw was Starlight Express and I watched the people skating round on the stage and I was just in awe of them. I was like, that is amazing. I want to be up there. I want to be doing that. Like, that is the dream for me. I'd love to be in the West End. And and I was, you know, at a little dancing school and my mum, they were brilliant, but they always used to say to me, are you sure you want to do that? Because if you do that, you're going to be working all every night and you won't have a social life. And, and, and it was almost like she was trying to talk me out of like various things. And then I was like, no, but I do, I do want to do that. That is what I want to do. I want to be performing. Anyway, I, I, um, I got to age sort of 16 and um, I didn't really know at the time that there were options to go to like performing schools or whatever. So I ended up going to a, an all girls school to do my A-levels. And I kind of thought, well, that's it now for me ever trying to pursue a career in that kind of world professionally. So maybe as I get older, I'll just do little things on the side. But by the time I did my A-levels and I was 18, I thought, I'm going to try and, why if I can't be performing, why don't I try and work behind the scenes in television? So I wrote to, the school that I went to were really pro, like everyone goes to university that comes to this school. And I was like, yeah, but I don't know if it's for me. I don't know if I want to do that. And they said, well, you must apply. So I applied and I thought, well, I'll, I'll, I'll try and do something serious and grown up. I'll apply for law and psychology because I love psychology. And I thought, well, maybe I could get into like the legal side of TV one day. Um, but at the same time, I said to them, I'm going to write to television companies. I'm going to try and get a job as a runner. And they were like, what's that? And I'd, you know, I'd done a little bit of research and I knew that was the kind of person that made teas and coffees and the general dog's body. And I wrote to all these production companies and a few channels and I got the various knockbacks. But Channel 4 wrote back to me and said, we want to see you for an interview. So that was in the June and I literally had my last A-level to do and they offered me the job to start in the August before I'd even got my A-level results. 
So I, it was amazing. I never, like the letter that I got from Channel 4 basically said, your life is never going to be the same again. And I was like, oh, how true is that? <laughs> and uh, so I, um, I, I got the job as a runner on a year's contract and I deferred my degree. And my school were a bit like, sorry, what are you doing? What, like, why are you going to make teas and coffees? And I was like, because this is what I want to do. And actually, you know, at that point, I think I never looked I never looked back. I did defer the degree again for another year, but I ended up going freelance in TV. And I just had like the best time. So I ended up working behind the scenes for four years in television, working as an like assistant director on Family Affairs, which was a soap on Channel Five, and um a bit of ADing on like various films, working in on music concerts. And you know, when you're freelance, it's very easy to build up a very colourful CV in a very short space mm-hmm. of time. And so after four years, I um, I think I was working on Big Brother's Little Brother with Dermot at the time. And there was a, an audition that came up for a local person to play Cinderella. And um, I said to Dermot, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to go and audition for like Cinderella in Panto. And he was like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, no, 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 no. Like, you don't do that. Do you? I was like, well, and I went for it and I, and I, I got the part of Cinderella in this local Panto. And there was an actor called Nick Bailey, who was Dr. Truman in EastEnders. And he was the one that really inspired me to try and make the transition from behind the camera to in front. And he said, you know, get the stage, look in the stage newspaper. And um, basically, I saw an audition for Fun Song Factory, which was a kids TV show I did on CITV. And it's crazy. It's crazy how, you know, that was with Aston Marigold. um, And he obviously went on to be in JLS. So I did that for two and a half years and that was it. I never looked back. I never went to uni and um, I ended up getting onto the property ladder as well and by mistake. And, and it's mad how, you know, 20, oh gosh, like, I mean, I was, I was 18 when I started in, in telly. I'm 41 now. And you think, God, all those years ago, well, 12 years ago, I ended up back at Channel 4 on screen in one of their flagship shows. So it's just, yeah, it's just been a, a crazy roller coaster, I think. Do, even when you were young, though, do you think that if you saw an opportunity, you were like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go for it." You know, you, you didn't kind of sit back. You saw it and was like, "I'm," like you said before about the glass half full. You know, did you, did you, were you always like that? Of like, I'm gonna make the best of this situation. Yeah, I think I've always been something. So when I was at school, I was, I always was just like not competing against anyone else, but just wanted to be the best I could be for me. And um, my teachers used to say, you're going to burn yourself out one day. You're going to burn yourself out. But that, hearing that, like, not negativity, but, like, almost being told, oh, you can't do that, you can't do it, almost, like, just spurred me on to make me want to try harder and, and prove them wrong. I don't know if that's because I'm a Tory and I'm a little bit stubborn. And I'm like, nah, you know, I could do it, I could do it, I could do it. And just, yeah, just that challenge. Uh, if someone says, that that's never going to happen or that's not possible... I'd just be like, well, it is possible. Let's see how we can make it happen. Let's try. Um, and, you know, obviously this industry, you get knockbacks. People do, you know, you go for castings, you go for auditions and things don't happen. But, you know, I think if you keep trying, you keep trying, opportunities do eventually. And you're nice and you're kind. That's like the biggest thing. And I, I just love the fact that, I've still got so many friends that work behind the scenes in TV 
that are like I'm I'm one of that like we're all a team irrelevant of whether you're behind you're in front of the camera whatever you do like nobody's position is possible without the other person offering that support and that like that is like one of the biggest lessons in life I think I've learned not only just from being in tv but running running businesses as well like the coffee shop that I I I'd set up um, back in 2017 it was so important to me that I knew what everybody was doing at every level, whether that was like how the shop floor ran and, you know, when plates needed washing up, I was regularly washing the plates out back because it was chaotic on the on the shop floor. And I just wanted to be there to support the team or I'd be behind the post office, you know, selling posting parcels at Christmas or doing whatever. I couldn't be there all the time. But I just think it's so important, particularly when you when you own a business or, you know, you're, you're trying to build a business that, know what everyone does at every level because you get so much respect from your team and you are you are one of those people just because you're the boss doesn't mean that it's it's all about you and I think it's a bit like that in tv it's very easy sometimes to kind of think well I'm the star of the show I'm the one that's on screen it's all about me and actually it's not I totally agree with you I mean I have I'm not going to name any names I've seen some examples of quite naughty behavior from from certain talent and you think stop it you know like I just it stresses me out because I'm the same in terms of you know understanding everybody's job I started in retail and my mum's a manager now and it's one of the things that she'd always said was like you have to learn from the ground up you have to and like you know like you were saying there about going in and being a runner and understanding that you make the tea you make the coffee you get people to set sometimes you might be the driver as well but understanding that every single level kind of those jobs and the ins and outs of it as you said you get more respect from the team but also you have more compassion yeah every cog in the wheel is so vital in order for it to spin a hundred percent and I've always described it as a jigsaw you know like um you can't have the full picture without everybody's contribution basically yeah and you know as you were saying there do, do you feel like because you do have that background in from behind camera that you're able to pitch things better and that you come up with ideas that you think I know that's going to work because I know what it takes to make that I think so but I also am very respectful of the fact that when I'm you know for example if I'm, I'm doing a place in the sun or, or any of the shoots that I'm doing the directors the directors are in ultimately you know it's their show and they're in charge so like I can put my my thoughts and my opinions over and sort of say oh you know have you thought about this or have you thought about that and ultimately it's their decision but I do feel that I'm I feel quite comfortable to be able to put my thoughts and ideas forward but I still try and do it in a diplomatic way and be respectful of it's your show how it looks is up to you but have you thought about this and then yeah sometimes I go oh yeah that was a good idea (laughs) and I can imagine you now like doing doing you know a place in the sun or whether it's this morning and you know you've got to get from A to B really quickly and you're on a time schedule going right okay I'll just de-rig with you I'll take everything down I imagine you're that person yeah, because you know, you as I said, you can't do it. Everyone's everyone's help. So, yeah, no, I but I love that. I love to be part of the team, and I never, do you know what, Natalie? Probably like you, I know you've 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 done what you're you've uh, you do for a long time. N- I never take it for granted ever. I always just kind of think, gosh, like I've been doing this for as long as I've been doing it, and I just feel so lucky that that that's kind of you know this is what I'm making a career out of and kind of long 
long may it continue but I never just never take for granted and I say that to my children as well you know my my son is mad absolutely mad footballer like it's all he wants I'm, I'm sure like a lot of like 10 year old 10 year old boys and my daughter you know she's mad about gymnastics less he, she's less driven than, than my son but I say to Rocco all the time Rocco you've got to have a backup a bit like my mum I can hear I can hear my mum in, in, in me now have a backup you know you sure you want to do that you sure you want to do that and he turns around to me and he says mum don't doubt me don't doubt me and I'm like wow okay okay go go for it Rocco I can't knock you for being like that but I also do want him to to realize that just have some other things going on and I think that's that's probably why I am the way I am like being you know entrepreneurial always having fingers in pies just thinking well this might not last forever so if that doesn't last it's always good to have some and that's kind of where property happened for me because I didn't mean to fall into property but I found this kind of love and passion for buying a rundown old wreck and then turning it into something you know beautiful um and yeah I just I I, I love that and I've made a, a career I suppose out of that and then I've been able to combine it with the TV stuff which I never ever dreamt possible but then I'm also aware that if the TV stuff does ever stop I've got my 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 property and passion, you know, kind of that I can still be doing on the side. It's important to have that side hustle, isn't it? I think you know, it's, it's really important to have that other passion, that that thing that you are, that you really love, and that still makes you feel like you. Because I think so many times, as women, especially, we put our eggs all in one ba- basket, and we're like, oh, focus on that, focus on that. You know, you've got to stay true to that, stay in your lane, kind of thing. That mentality, when actually. If you are in a precarious, um, you know, career uh, genre even, or even things like like we've seen with COVID, we've seen like how things can just be taken away or, you know, redundancies happen and the, with technology moving the way it is, people losing jobs, you, you do need that other thing that still makes you feel like you because self-worth is such an important thing, isn't it? 100%, 100%. And... Also, that doesn't mean, you know, because sometimes people might say, oh, well, you know, like you're a jack, jack of all trades, a master of none. Absolutely not. Like, I think to have, you know, different ideas, different things going on, and some of them work and some of them don't, you know, like I've set up businesses where, you know, I just think, oh, well, that, that didn't that didn't really spark. However, you still learn from it. And just because it isn't a success doesn't mean that you can't take away something from it and go, right, okay, well, turn the positive, turn the negative into a positive. Um, so yeah, a hundred percent having different things going on is, um, and I also think that when you're like that, you're able to take more on, like, what do they say? Give a busy person, always give like a task to a busy person because they're able to juggle and manage. So when people say to me, Laura, like, how do you, how do you do this? How do you do that? I'm like, you just do, you just, you know, we just do when you know, you've got to get it done. You've got to get it done. So, um, you know, I don't, we don't have the shop anymore because we decided that in, oh, it's coming up for two years. After two years ago, we sold it. And I look back now and I think, oh my goodness, like I had a shop with 24 staff that I was doing a place in the sun. I used to do all the ordering every day, wherever I was in the world. The manager on shift would send me a picture of the whiteboard in the, in the stock room with all the lists that needed, I'd go onto the app on my phone, 
I'd order it all before four o'clock. So I had to like bear in mind the time difference where I was in the world. I'd have to say to my house hunters, can you just bear with me a minute? I need to go and order, order my, I need to go and order like the free <laughs> stuff for the shop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> bear with me. And, um, you know, I did that and then I'd do the staff rotors and payroll every week. And, but no matter where I was in the world, I would do it. And um, I look back now and think, oh my word, how did I do that as well as doing this, doing that? But you just do. You just fit it in. You just you just make it work. When you have to do something, you make it work. And there's a saying actually that one of the sound men came up with on a place in the sun. It's called wet fat. Work expands to fill available time. So wet. Oh, fat. I like so that. When you when you know you've got an hour. And you've got to, you know, get your online shop done. You've got to do this. You've got to do da 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 da. You get it done because you know you've got an hour. Because I work quite well under pressure, so I'm like, got an hour, got to get it done. However, if you've only got to do one job in that hour, you'll be like, oh, it's okay. I've got, and you still only you get one job done. So yeah, wet, wet fat work expands to fill available time. I love that. And that is so true, isn't it? And like so many of us will be like, oh my God, that's a light bulb moment. Yeah, because that thing where you think, oh, I haven't got that much to do today. And then you kind of feel a bit like, I don't know. I just never feel as fulfilled. When I've done a million and one things, I'm like, oh, I feel good now. I've done my to-do list and I like ticking things off. Do you have lots of lists? I have a list in my phone and I I don't think I've ever got to the bottom of it though. But <laughs> no, just just add constantly adding to it. Oh, I've got to do that, and you know, and that might that might include things like there'll be an email that will come in from the school, and the school will be like, right, okay, Talia's got this school trip to go on. It's got to be paid for on this day. You know, you've got to go onto the system to do all the after school clubs before this cut off date. And so there'll be those jobs going in. There'll be you know, I've got to email this person. I've got to do you know my food shopping for new year or my Christmas shopper you know it just always gets added to but I have to I have to work like that when an email comes through or I see something like write it in my notes otherwise I'll get overwhelmed and I'll forget about it and that's that's basically how I how I operate gosh I mean what did we do without phones I know I know honestly I mind I like I walk around with it and attach to it and I'm like it's my life but um do you ever get overwhelmed with it like you know because we was when you again when you're kind of in a, an industry that's ever changing and you do have the school uh you know calendar to sort out and then a business as well does do you ever feel like oh my gosh that's just too much sometimes yeah sometimes I'll I I will kind of go oh my gosh it's all getting it's all getting it's getting a bit too much getting a bit too much but then I know I've got an amazing girl that um, sort of helps me out with various things. And she's always so good at saying to me, Laura, we all know that you work so well under pressure and you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And and I think that's where we say, you know, being surrounded by other women that like lift you up and they're like, come on, you can do it, you can do it. But sometimes I do think, gosh, I do take a bit too much on. But then when I don't have much on, I'm like, twiddling my thumbs or I'll do something crazy like sign up to the London Marathon you know then I'm like oh no what do I do that um, that is definitely making me feel anxious (laughs) well that's in four months isn't it and you're you're doing it for well child yeah and I'm I'm not a great runner either so I just think oh don't put pressure on myself just to be able to get round and do it and I just have to keep telling myself why I'm doing it and who I'm doing it for um 
and uh yeah but I mean I'm thinking that is that is crazy what am I signing up to because it's trying to fit all the training in alongside you know everything else that I'm 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 doing um but you are no stranger to a challenge like I said before you know you've done dancing on ice and the jump which I think is the most terrifying show ever so like do you do you think you might be a bit of an adrenaline junkie in that sense absolutely absolutely um no I am I am a real adrenaline junkie and I love kind of yeah I just love love the challenge and people always said to me when you have kids it will change you because you'll be more aware and you'll have how dangerous things are. But, and I think that's why I wanted to do the jump because I wanted to prove to myself, actually, you know, I know I, I love skiing anyway. I'm a big ski. How many didn't you do dancing on ice or strictly? Or- no, no, no. I haven't done any of those. No. And not, and, and the ice dancing, dancing on ice terrifies me. I, I just, really? all I think oh, about is Kay Burley going, getting a, a face smacked in and I'm like, oh, I'm doing the head banger. And um, I've chatted to Suzanne Shaw about this and I was, she was like, yeah, you should do it. I was like, no, not for me. I'm, I'm a oh, baby. I get nervous with everything. <laughs> Oh, I think you'd be amazing at it. I think you'd be really good. Um, but yeah, no, I love, I love the, and, and I'm doing the marathon actually with Suzanne. I've got Suzanne signed up to it. <laughs> well, like, oh, she's, she's, well, you two are very similar in your outlook. So you'll be absolutely fine. I mean, obviously she's running a lot, but <laughs> she'll keep yeah. you motivated. Well, yeah, we, we regularly message. I'm like, oh, I need, I need your help, Suzanne. I really do. Um, but yeah, I love I love the challenge. I like to keep active, um, and yeah, I guess dancing on ice and and the jump for me doing the jump that was really like just because I've had a baby doesn't mean that I can't continue to be me. And I think that's what you know you were saying before. It's it's you know sometimes easy to like lose sight. You become a mum and and um, you kind of feel like you lose a little bit of yourself. So it's so important to have these little things on the side. Well, I mean, I knew that when I had my two, I have every respect for everyone that, you know, just wants to be a mum and focus on them. But I just knew I couldn't do it. I knew that I I loved, I loved my career and I still wanted my career. So I was sort of really relying on family supporting me with that and the children. Um, and so, you know, my mum used to travel with me when the babies were little on a place in the sun. And then, you know, I've had like other women help me and look after the children. And, and they've been so lucky. You know, they've travelled, travelled so much of the world. And I've, and that's all thanks to the production company that have, that makes the show that allowed both myself and Jasmine Harmon, actually, who has got two children like me. For us to carry on working and travel with the kids and 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 it's important though that there are those kind of um, frameworks in place for women going back into the workplace you know after they've had children it's really important because why should really highly skilled women that are great at their jobs have to kind of take a back seat like you say you know you we've seen it with Beyonce Beyonce's kids go on tour with her you know the Spice Girls did it as well they had kind of had a crash and it is really important uh, to be role models I think to other women to say look you can do it you can you hear the kids running around and making the <laughs> no I can't <laughs> but you see we're doing it no now <laughs> that's fine we like that we we've had animals as well don't worry we've had postmen as well so don't worry delivery guys but it is important isn't it that we do obviously keep keep women in the workplace and keep women kind of especially if they want to be there 
Yeah, if they want to, that's what I was going to say. Because not everybody, you know, not every woman wants to go back to work. They want to just be with the children and focus. And I have every respect for that. I just think we've all got to do what individually feels right for us. And, you know, and also not to judge people for the decisions that they make and how they choose. Because what's right for one woman might not be right for another. Or And, you know, sometimes I kind of think people probably go, oh, you know, Nora's Laura's here, there and everywhere. But yeah, I'm, I'm also still there for my children, doing what I the best I can for them. And and it, for me, it's important that they see that mummy does the job that she loves. And because she's doing the job that she loves, it means that we get to do this and we get to do that, that they wouldn't get to do otherwise. So yeah, that's that was that's quite a big thing, big thing for me. And, you know, going back to A Place in the Sun, because you've now got a new format coming yeah. so where you go and revisit people because I always end the show and go did, did did they get it so they got it but then what happened so this is yeah. kind of the new format so just tell me a bit about that yeah no it's really good actually because so many people for so many years have been saying well what happens next like why can't you do a follow-up series why can't you and so we've we've actually been saying for ages we've got to do something because we're contacted constantly but ultimately obviously it was down to channel four and channel four eventually said yes we'll do it so last year um there's there's 20 episodes um i think 10 are going out in january or nine are going out in january january the third it starts um but nine going up so we filmed 20 episodes in the first series and we're doing another 20 this year but in every episode, there are two revisits. So we actually did 40 revisits this year. So 40 couples, 40 stories. And um, oh, it's just amazing. What I love about it is we go back and we not only see the couple and see the house and what they've done to it, but we get to do some of the fun things that they love to do now they've relocated. So we've been jet skiing, we've been horse riding, you know, been to donkey sanctuaries. I've been, um, I did this mad water bike thing on the Dordogne in France. I've been to Brocance, which are like, you know, French antique shops. Uh, I've been to like garden centres, planting plants in people's gardens. And yeah, we just, just done some really nice, like, nice like lifestyle things with them and spent two days with them basically. And then, um, yeah, like say, like, see you later, bye. And, you know, great that it's all a success. And, you know, there are some stories, I don't want to give too much away in the series, but there are some stories where not things haven't worked out for them like as a relocation, but you think, you know, over a five-year period, things change in people's lives. And, you know, it's not always kind of like happy or whatever, but obviously the show is very positive and, and uplifting. But, um, you know, I think in life there are ups and downs. Yeah, and it's important so to show the, the reality of that because that's what yeah. I think... That's what I think I want to see after is, d- did they get their happy ever after? Did it end up where actually that didn't work out? Or maybe they are separate now or, you know, those kind of situations. Yeah. I think I'm always left because I invest so much in the couples when we yeah. meet them and I'm like, oh, look, she doesn't like it. And I, I love guessing like, she's not going to like this one. <laughs> it's like my favourite thing to do. So oh. I do want to kind of follow their journey. So it's interesting that you say that kind of, you have explored that. Um, yeah. You know, and have you ever had any couples or where you think oh this isn't going well and kind of how do you pull it back yeah I mean a long 
a long, long time ago, we used to do a show called Place the Sun Home or Away. And they, um, they decide between are they going to buy in the UK or relocate overseas. And so there was one presenter in the UK and one overseas. And I remember once, and this was a long, long time ago, but I was in France and the lady wanted to relocate to France and the man wanted to live in the UK. And she kept pulling me aside saying, I'm deadly serious. If he doesn't do this, that's it. We're, it's over. And I was like, you do realise this is a bit of fun. Like, <laughs> but it is fun, but also it's serious. Like some people, this is like a crossroads in their lives where they're like, no, we're really making a decision here. And I, I remember I ended up being sort of a bit of a marriage counsellor on this, on this episode where I was like, no, but don't, you know, don't, don't do it if it's going to cause like she's like no but this is what I really want I've wanted this for such a long time and um I don't know what happened I can't remember what they chose can't remember can't, can't really remember what happened it was a long time ago it was a long time ago but we don't do any revisits of those series we do revisits of you know main episodes where they've they bought in Spain bought in France and they bought in I did um, a really lovely revisit with a young couple Jen and Elliot, who were one of the youngest couples we've ever actually filmed with. I think they were like late 20s, um, mm-hmm. early 30s when they filmed the main show and they've relocated permanently abroad to Greece. So, and that's during Brexit. We filmed with them in the middle of the pandemic and after Brexit. And it, so it just shows that, you know, it is all still possible to to do these things. And um, the, the buying right now on A Place in the Sun is higher than, than ever before. I was filming in Tenerife last week and um, I was in, just in a hotel and I went to the toilet and this lady came up to me and she went, excuse me, it is you, isn't it? I was like, it is, yeah. And she said, do people ever buy on that show? <laughs> people ask me that question less now than they used to because I think more episodes, you know, are going out where people are buying, but... This year, like, oh, it's been crazy. The amount of people that, well, not crazy, but people are buying more so than ever. And I think that is probably because since the pandemic, people have realised they can work remotely and um, there's a lot more flexibility now than there was before. And and people are just a little bit fed up and want to get away from the UK. Yeah, and they're also a bit like, well, you never know what's around the corner. We might as well do it now. And I think there is that kind of attitude, isn't there? Has it? Have you ever felt like that? Like you've ever th- gone to a place and gone, actually, I can see myself here? Yeah, I have. And I've come very close um, a couple of times to like wanting to offer on places abroad. But I... I foresee myself in the future, um, like property wise, like where I am at the moment, the children are, you know, they're at school and they're going to be there hopefully for the next 10 years. After that, I kind of see myself kind of going, right, well, I'll downsize and have a little place in the Cotswolds and then have a place in Mallorca and split my time between the two. That sounds amazing. That sounds so, I love Mallorca. Mallorca is so beautiful. And there's so much to offer there, isn't there? You know, and it's only like an hour and a half flight away. So you can still do that kind of the commute and um, just live a very nice lifestyle. Yeah, Yeah, just split split time between the UK and abroad. I mean, I don't think I've experienced one UK winter, like a proper, in all the time I've done the show. Because I literally... Um, I'm a, I have been abroad pretty much every other week and you know one of the most crazy things for me because I drive when I'm abroad as well is is every week flitting driving the left and the right oh that's I get back to the UK and I have to remind myself which way I'm driving around a roundabout 
<laughs> that would make me feel sick again going back to being a nervous Nelly that would make me feel like oh I don't know what I'm doing and especially now I'm getting older with my driving I'm like I don't know if I should be driving <laughs> like post party I'm a bit rubbish I'm a bit oh I get a panic attack on but um in terms because <laughs> yeah, obviously you had mentioned before about you sold Lord Roberts on the green and now you're developing a brand new fashion brand which I always see you on Instagram in these incredible locations in these beautiful outfits I'm like wow Laura looks amazing. Oh. Is fashion something that you've always been interested in? Yeah, well, you know, that kind of was, the the, the dress thing came about just because people were always saying to me, oh, where's the dress from? Where is this from? And I didn't even really, like, realise or think anything about it. And then I just thought, actually, I'd quite like to do something in this this kind of space. Um, so I think when, when I sold the shop, I was like, look, I want to do something else that I'm passionate about. Because actually I was... <laughs> never really passionate about tea and coffee well apart from making it as a runner I suppose I was never really passionate actually I was passionate about it making it for Dermot um but you know I I never had a passion for like setting up a coffee shop business it was just something that kind of happened Um, and so I kind of thought right well now that's gone where are my areas of of interest and obviously the clothes um because of doing what I do property but also travel so I've got another little business that's bubbling away at the moment um fingers in pies you know? I love it I love so, it so I've you know I've got that going on and then the, the the clothes yeah I mean look as I said we sometimes well for, I think as an entrepreneur sometimes you set things up they work sometimes they don't um I'm, but I'm all for giving it a try and if it if it doesn't work out that doesn't mean that it's a failure it just means that okay well I can take from that and I can learn from it and whatever so yeah that's really it's important that though isn't it to have that mindset I think as an entrepreneur in the sense that sometimes you can keep going and like flogging a dead horse out of uh pride because you don't want to be seen to be failing when actually you could end up doing more damage how do you build that how how have you built that kind of mental resilience I think that's come about from being in this industry for you know as long as I and applying for jobs and getting a knockback or going for an audition and getting a knockback and you know even being told at school Laura you can't do that well I'm gonna try like I think just having that being told you can't you can't you can't has just made me kind of want to go well actually I want to try it. and I don't know where it's come from um because I suppose you know it's so easy to go well I can't do it then I won't bother but I just I've just always felt like I don't want to be that person. I want to. I want to try. I want to try. And and if it doesn't work out and I get a knock back, well, it doesn't matter. I'll try again. And that's what I would say to anyone that's doing, you know, anything. Even if you know you're a younger, younger person and you're at school and you don't necessarily get the grades that you need to. That doesn't mean that you know that's it. You're done. You can't then go and achieve what you want to achieve of course you can of course you can that's just a little hurdle that you've got to get over and that's meant to be there because that's meant to help you grow and and I would just I see that would see those hurdles as little challenges that's going to make you stronger and make you the person that you need to be when you get to where you want to get to it's again such an important lesson because for many people they could look at the immediate goal and be like oh it didn't work out so I'm going to give up on that but I think from what I'm gathering from you it's very much more of a long-term 
like you're a long-term project if that makes sense you know like okay well this has happened now how has that changed me how can I apply it there's very much an, a, an application of yourself to to many different things would you agree yeah I would because I would also say you know I'm not where I want to be yet in my in my life and that doesn't mean oh I'm not happy with what I've achieved because I feel like you know I've done a lot and I'm I'm really happy with and that or it doesn't mean that I'm not happy with what I've done that I, I need to do more but I just think as a person there's still things that I want to learn and I want to develop from and I want to grow and I think you know you always want to be growing right you always want to be learning because when you're not learning anymore life is boring <laughs> so um that's yeah that's I guess just the way that the way that I am and do you think you know because you've learned all these life skills and and like you say you, know, you didn't do a business degree but yet you've had successful businesses and are developing other businesses now do you think there's an element of you that's like um okay let's like, just jump in and let's see if we swim and like let's see how that goes I mean how do you approach <laughs> yeah. things so I just I guess I just thought like with the coffee shop and the post office well I can just become a postmistress. I you know if other people can do it, I can do those exams. Why not? You know, I'll I'll try. Um, that's not to say that, you know, I want to be a, a brain surgeon or a heart surgeon. Like, I'm not, I'll leave those jobs to, to, the, to the real experts. But, you know, I was just like, well, actually, yeah, I'm going to, we, we, we can, we can do it. We can make it work. And that was just one of those businesses actually that did, it was a massive success. And I'm so, so proud of what we what we achieved and yeah we had the ups and downs and it, it was tough and particularly in the pandemic you know when in the pandemic when everyone was like well Laura you've got to shut the shop I was like absolutely no chance we are not shutting the shop we've got a responsibility to, to 24 members of staff I want to keep as many of them employed as possible for their mental health for the mental health of the community it's like let's turn it into a village shop Let's deliver the produce out to the local elderly people who can't get to the supermarket or can't get online because the waiting lists are like, you know, they're going on and there's like three hour, four hour, five hour waits to try and get on an online shop. Let's just make up boxes and deliver them to people. And I loved it. I loved, I know it's probably a crazy thing to say, but I do the homeschooling with the kids in the morning. And then I'd say to them, right, let's get in the car and we're going to, we're going to, we've got to deliver 15 boxes to the local community we're not the nhs superheroes we're the fruit and veg superheroes from the lord roberts and like we'd knock on people's doors and i'd like deliver these boxes to like these little little old people and they go you were just you were just on the telly this morning selling a house in spain and i was like yeah there you go there's your if you need us here's your milk and your bread and your and it was just like great we could have so easily gone right we'll shut it put everyone on furlough, just be at home. But I was like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to try and try and do something worthwhile. And being with- productive. It seems yeah. to me that you are a real producer, as in like <laughs> you want to produce or create and, you know, that artistic kind of, whether it's in art or whether it's just giving back in general, that's something yeah, that is clearly just- abundant in you. I think just being being busy, never sitting still and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Always on the go, go, go. And then again, I think I always hear my teachers saying to me, Laura, you're going to burn out one day. You're going to burn. Out. And I'm like, well, I've got to 41 and I haven't burnt out yet. So I'm going to keep going. But but then seriously, like, how do you look after your own mental well-being? Like, how do you do it? What what would you recommend? 
I don't know. I mean, my, one of my best friends, Hayley, says to me, Laura, like sometimes I worry about you that you're just like, you know, you're this little ball of like bundle it all up in your head. Um, but I don't like I do, you know, I do talk. Of course, I have times when, you know, I've I've sort of felt like, oh, I failed that that. I mean, look, you know, I was I was married and my, my marriage kind of, you know, we went in separate directions. But even then, we're still we're still, you know, friends and we're co-parenting and, and it, it works. But even that I kind of felt like, oh, you know, I failed. But actually, let's 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 we've got two amazing kids. Like, that's the best thing that could have ever happened. Um, but I, I don't switch off very easily. Um but then, you know, I'm trying to get better at it. And I enjoy a massage and having the log fire going in the winter months. Um, and actually, Suzanne said to me about running, you know, that the running for her is so great from like a mental health point of view. And like when you're running along and just using that time to reflect and think. And some of the runs I've gone on, like I did a run last week in Tenerife. I was like, I get what you mean. Like, it's amazing just to be running and just, you know, the thoughts going through your head. And like, so that, that, that's, yeah, quite a, a big thing for me. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really and in know. terms of the marathon, you know, going back to that, and that is a huge challenge. How are you going to approach that? Is it just going to be take every mile as it comes because like I said you're a kind of a long-haul girl gosh yeah I mean look Suzanne said to me you'll be fine Laura you'll be fine I'm like all these people that keep telling me I'll be fine I'm like I don't even really like running um how am I gonna do it um well I think there's a few people that I know that are also doing it so I'm hoping that I'm kind of you know gonna lean on them a little bit to to help push me through um, I said to my mum, because my mum was like, oh, well, we can be at this, you know, we'll be at the finish. I said, no, no, do you know what, what I, somebody told me is you need various people at various points at different miles. So, you know, it's like, OK, I'm at 10 miles. OK, I'm at 15 miles. I'm at. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I'm just going to have to, yeah, maybe just do like five work at five at a time. Or I, I, I'm getting um, a book. I've been told to get a book, Chris Evans book. And apparently, even though I am have been doing a bit of running, he says that you can start your like real serious, serious training on Boxing Day as the plan to like get get through. So that's kind of even though, as I said, I, I have been doing various runs, I'm going to look at his his book and plan based on that I think I think your mental stamina will get you through I think the fact that you'll be <laughs> like I'll saying. get to the I end even if I have to crawl I'll be there <laughs> yeah do you know I don't what I'm not doing it for is time yeah I'm absolutely not in my head I'm not thinking oh well I need to do it in this time no for me it's a big deal just to be able to say I've done it it's on my bucket list I want to tick it off I do not need to do it to to prove to anyone that I can do 26 miles in four hours, you know, 32 minutes. I'm just like, I just want to say I've done it. That's enough for me. And what other things are in your bucket list? You know, I'd be interested to know what are the places you'd like to go or what other other things are there? As you said before, you know, you're, you're not kind of where you want to be yet, even though you're happy in, in kind of where you are. What what are the What are those things? Yeah, so I'd like to um, qualify, get my 
PPL, my pilot's license, that is definitely something that I, I want to achieve. Um, it's taken me a little bit longer than I would have liked. But again, you know, there's no rush for it. I've started it. I flew over Lake Como um, not that long ago with my friend um, who I was filming in Italy. And I said to her, right, we're going to hire a plane this afternoon and I'm flying you over Como. She, she was like, sorry, I'm not getting in that thing with you. I was like, yeah, come on, get in. So I had like an instructor next to me, but um, so I'd like to, I would like to do that. There are lots of countries that I would still love to travel to, like Bali. I've never been to. I've never been to Mexico. I've never been to Canada. I skated with uh, the lovely Colin Ratishniak, who lives in Canada, and we regularly he like FaceTime me uh, FaceTime me two days ago. Um, so like Canada is definitely you know on my list of places to go to. Um, I. I think in everything that I'm I'm doing, like when I say where I want to be and what I want to achieve, I, I think for me, it's all about working towards financial freedom. That's what I, you know, I don't need to be a multimillionaire. Like that's not what why I do what I do. I'm like, oh, how lovely would it be to just not have to, you know, worry about, you know, mortgages and da da da. That's that's why I've, I think I've, I've been doing what I've been doing, trying to work towards, towards that. Um, and then, you know, really helping others. I mean, I'd love to, and the women will will all be behind me on this. When the coffee shop closed, they were all like, what are you going to do next? When's the next one? And I, what I loved about that place was what it brought to the community, employing local people. We had so many young people that we gave them their first opportunity. And some of their mums used to work at the shop and they used to say, Laura you know this is amazing like Jack when he started here he was 16 he didn't know how to do anything now he's like 19 he's going to university he's got you know that belief in himself that he can cook for himself he can feel confident confident talking to um you know customers and so I I think I'll probably end up doing something like that again in the local community wherever that might be um kind of helping others I'd love to do a bit more speaking I think at events to inspire yeah. younger people um into you know believing in yourself and you know achieving and um so maybe go down maybe go down that that route a bit more like inspirational speaking perhaps do you know you would be absolutely brilliant doing that katie hill came on the po podcast a few years back um, and obviously she, she's done so many things as a presenter but she's built her own um like life coaching business and she was very similar in the sense that she was so inspiring and she'd done so many incredible things and challenges and then now she has this business where she empowers women to to really kind of take hold of their own lives and control of their own lives and it's an incredibly successful business i could definitely see you doing that as well alongside obviously still being on our screens we still need to see you I could definitely see you doing that and I just have to ask you as well just before we finish up where did the want to become a pilot come from I imagine you watching Top Gun well, <laughs> like, like this no my dad my dad's got BPL right so I grew up um my my dad is an absolute legend like my my dad's just very quickly because I know you want to wrap up but my my dad's parents both died when he was four so he right. was adopted and um he grew up next to uh, he was adopted to a family that the next door neighbor was a guy called Ted Taylor who composed all the music for the Benny Hill show and he taught my dad to play the drums 
So my dad um, became a drummer and he was Uncle Bulgaria in the Wombles. And then he, like, see, he had this kind of real, like, (laughs) like unusual musical kind of background. And then when he was in his early 20s, he he decided that he wanted to get his private pilot's license. So, yeah, he um, he was flying. And the first ever date that he took my mum on was Le Touquet for lunch. So, yeah, so I, I, I grew up with my dad, like, flying. And then I just always said... Really, I should learn to play the drums as well. That should be on the list as well. And then I, I follow my dad's, you know, legacy with the, with the flying and the drums. But um, yeah, so that's that's how it's all come about, really, through through him. So my dad and I will have chats, and if I've got any questions about flying or you know I need to need to know any like, technical things, I go, Dad, tell me about that again. On how does that? And and so he can tell me. Do you know if someone was to say to me, um, like? Laura Hamilton is going to be uh, the next speaker in the House of Commons. I'd be like, yeah, I totally believe it. Because I genuinely think you could be anything that you decide you want to be. And that's Uh such an incredible, um, like just a a brilliant thing to kind of have about you. And that, that, do you you know, self-belief really. Do you think it is self-belief or do you think it's just a, well, why not? I think that there's an element of I think there is an element of self-belief and I think there's also also a kind of yeah like why not give it a try so when I when I take him going back to Rocco saying to Rocco Rocco you know are you sure you should don't doubt me mum don't doubt me I'm like there's a part of me that just thinks I see me in him and I absolutely love him for that and I cannot like I can't take that away. Like, I'm just like, you, you go for it. I believe in you. You want it. You can make it happen. But then also, <laughs> there's a part of me that I know nothing about the world of football, and I know, but I know how highly competitive it is. But then I think, well, so is what we do, right? And we, we, we you, you know, when you want it, you can make it happen. But always, always be kind. Always be kind. There's no need you know to to try and tear people down like you know it's just it's so important I think the way you behave and interact with people because if you're horrible like it's not cool no it's not cool and it will come back to get you and I've, and I've got, and Rocco's now listening listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> like my I like to add oh bless him and just my final question if you had any words to give your younger self what would they be I would probably say, um, don't listen to the naysayers. Like, yeah. don't listen to the naysayers. It's very, very easy to let those voices get into your head. Um, but you know, if you stay focused and and you've you've got a dream, um, dream big, and you, and you can achieve it. Oh, that is fantastic. Thank you so much, Laura. It's been absolutely brilliant to chat to you today. I feel, honestly, I've gone away feeling really inspired, like, yeah, actually, you can do whatever you want to do. You could do this, you could do that. So thank you so much for that. I've loved this conversation. Oh, I've loved chatting to you too. Thank you. For more from Laura, you can follow her on Instagram at laurahamiltontv or visit her website, www.laurahamiltonofficial.com. For more wellbeing and lifestyle, you can visit us at our website, www.thecapsule.com co.uk where you can also catch up with our previous podcast episodes by streaming from any of our podcast channels and youtube as always
always, please feel free to leave your rates and reviews. I love hearing from you. And if you want to drop any messages to me, then drop them at, at official capsule. If you'd like to put any questions to future or past guests or comment on anything, just leave us a little message. I will be back next week with another very special guest. So all that's left for us to say today is goodbye. So it's goodbye from Laura. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and goodbye you. from me.